0: Welcome. Uh, today, we I'm joined by Asad Baba from Security HQ. Um, Asad, if you're, if you're able to introduce yourself.
1: Yes, uh, so I'm Asad. I'm a, the lead uh, solution architect at Security HQ, um, and I specialize in a number of domains uh, across cybersecurity, but in particular for this uh, call, we'll be going over managed detection and response.
0: Lovely. And uh, Jamal Lawrence, I'm one of the cybersecurity evangelists here at Bytes. Um, so, where, where, to, where to begin? I think if we if we understand, have an understanding of what MDR is, mm. um, it's definitely uh, uh, an acronym that has many different meanings to a lot of different people and lots of different flavours. Um, but yeah, if you if you could give a, a, a brief description of what MDR means to you, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So, like you
1: said, it's, it's got many acronyms and each company is position- positioning it different. But if you go b- right back to the roots of managed detection and response, MDR, it's basically a cybersecurity service that combines technology and human expertise to provide detection of offenses across the entire state and then providing that remediation and response. So the service operates twenty-four by s- 24 by seven for detection and response. And modules included as part of the service are threat hunting, so reactive threat hunting during an incident, proactive threat hunting using advisory teams, and then enabling those deeper modules for that detection. So if we look at stuff like machine learning, uh, turning on user behavior analytics that lateral movement, risky behavior, it's bringing that all together put to provide that detection response. So that's, that's one area of it. And then the other thing is leveraging your existing tools, right? So you're going to have all these security tools on across your estate. It might uh, might be network access control, endpoint protection, and it's collating all that together and correlating. So if we look how endpoint protection works, right? As an EDR, it's got behavior analytics, it's going to do the remediation on the endpoint where it's supposed to, but then at the same time, we're taking that telemetry and because we're taking all the other logs from the firewall, all our other areas of the network, it's, it's then correlated. So that if something does slip on the EDR, it, it, the event, event comes in through the telemetry. scene correlates it, and if there's a saw in place in the background, then we can remediate. So that is bringing it all together from a top level.
0: Absolutely, I think um, as a as an ecosystem, um, it can be very difficult to 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 really have control for, for IT teams to cover all of these types of areas. So um, to be able to deliver MDR as a yes. as a service for organisations is a is a very powerful thing, and is is something that we definitely at bytes are seeing uh, a lot more in terms of frequency as well. Um, in regards to sort of MDR as 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 a platform, as you mentioned, it's really encapsulating that people process technology piece as well. So I think it's not just that technology you know yeah. led conversation um the people aspect is plays a plays a massive massive role some of the mm-hmm. challenges that we're seeing across the markets and you know these these are challenges that that we see on a year-to-year basis especially in terms of limited resource and um, retention of staff really does make it difficult for people to have their own um sort of uh, ecosystems in terms of making sure that it's you know cost effective and, and delivered to, to the same level um mm-hmm. really really Quite interested to understand what what would you consolidate or what would you understand uh, a modern um, mdr platform um, and what, what what does that look like to you
1: yeah so a modern mdr platform so if we begin with the people aspect first like you said so it's a blend of technology and people so the people side would be having the correct teams right so you need the analysts for for your triage tier one to four you need the designated account manager that's going to lead the service reviews and show about return of investment and then you need the specialist team. So one, say, for example, content management to create those use cases and playbooks and, and a digital forensics team. So there's just a few examples, but then you have many teams in the SOC it could be threat hunting advisory, but we all pull together and they, they contribute to that service on a people side. So when it comes to the technology side, yes, you can have a SIEM, you might be managing a client SIEM, but we see SIEM as... Well, whatever, um, you know, technology is, it might be Sentinel, might be QA, it might be Splunk. The initial detection rules are in the scene and it, but the scene's job is to alert if there's suspicious behavior, right? But it, it shouldn't stop there. Um, so to make it, you know, what does a modern uh, MDR platform look like? It better, there'd be the seam on the front end for the detection. And then the service provider should provide a mature SOAR platform, right? So those. Those alerts are then ingested into the soil. And then there'll be a number of orchestrated workflows to carry out uh, smart workflows to enrich the content, contextualize through threat intelligence feeds, help categorize the incident, and almost, you know, build a bigger, build a bigger picture, uh, map it to the MITRE attack to show the full picture of how extensive this attack is. Um, and then it enables the analyst to also validate and respond faster as well.
0: Absolutely. You've got that, that internal visibility piece based around all of yes. that. You you mentioned quite a few interesting things and some of the conversations that I have quite uh, quite commonly is that conversation around, you know, what are the pros and cons between, you know, having a SIM tool, having an XDR tool and having an MDR service. Um, and sometimes it can be quite tricky for, for, for organizations to really identify where they're going to be getting the most, you know, the most value um plenty of times where you know there's been investments into sim tools and you know organizations aren't getting the most out of those tools it it can be very time consuming and you can get a lot of false you know false positive alerts in the first place so understanding the difference between something that's an actual threat and and a false positive does take time um and also you know the dangers of alert fatigue as well um also we, we we've we've You've, t- you've touched on a on a few things in terms of things like sentinel and, and defender um it can be it can be a challenge in terms of limiting sort of your ingestion charges when it comes to certain exactly. tools exactly. Um, how 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 is security hq best placed in terms of as an example integrating with your microsoft's and and, and working alongside some of those sim tools that we that we that we mentioned earlier yeah
1: sure. so when we go back to our conversation about what does a modern SOC look like, right? So it's all contextualizing the original offense. So if the client has as your Sentinel in their environment and an offense is triggered, what we're going to do is we're not going to just raise an incident based on that alert. That alert feeds back into our SOC. It goes into our SOAR platform. It's then contextualized. And then we're able to add more attributes to it to, to build the bigger picture to, for it to be qualified by an analyst. And then if it is a true positive, then we will raise the incident. So that initial process from when it's triggered in Sentinel to it going through our sock triage, in that time, we're, mo- we're most likely to eliminate the false positive. So that's you know, that's from reducing false positives. And then in terms of you know, you mentioned ingestion. So we've seen with some clients that they they have a business requirement to have sentinel for part for, for part of the environment, but for other areas where we're on premise. know we're in the position to offer a hybrid scene right so it might be that um for sentinel it might not scale properly for on-premise the automated side might not scale so we'll provide curator for the heavily on-premise devices but essentially ibm curator and central on the front end and it all feeds back into the same sort platform so it is the same service
0: okay got you got you um Quite interesting to understand underneath the hood of of an MDR service. What what would what should organisations expect? What are the fundamentals in regards to what's underneath the hood?
1: Yeah, so what's underneath the hood? Is, so it should be first of all being the seam at like the front end. The back end should be the sole platform, and then combined around that should be um, the, the integrated threat intelligence feeds. And there should be a number of feeds: that so open source, commercial, public grade, all we'll feed into that, and then the response element as well. So we want to be able to isolate going above the endpoint, right? So a lot of a lot of companies can say yes, we'll isolate the endpoint, but we want to expand our reach. We want to say block a port on a firewall in inbound attack, and that's really where the sort component comes in, and you you provide the client with a you know an extension to our SOAR of platform, a connector that sits in their environment. And then when we need to execute a playbook, that one SOAR of connector can be integrated with Active Directory, the EDR console, the firewalls, anywhere a response is required, we can contain that within seconds.
0: Got you, got you. That, that's, that's interesting. I think understanding how, you know, collecting telemetry from all of these mm-hmm. different different yes. sources and adding a level of automation into that can, can be a very, very powerful thing. Um, And that's, I guess, that's the that's the the technology aspect of things. Um, Back to in terms of people, um, I understand that there's a it's almost like a a doctor patient relationship in regards to how you know an MDR service should be rolled out. It's 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 not a a dictated uh, type of solution. Um, It's more that understanding of having a bespoke relationship. Um can you can you can you expand a little bit in regards to sort of what that then looks like um from a from a people and, and uh a relationship basis?
1: Yeah, sure, exactly. And I think you said it exactly as a doctor and patient relationship. So we're not looking to just pull in all your logs and alert you for everything that comes in. What we want to do is, you know, we want to show you that return investment. So from the beginning, we'll sit down with you and we'll scope your assets and you know, we'll assign a criticality rating. We'll, we'll discuss how, if this asset is particularly impacted, what's it going to look like against CIA? Um, and then it's really that relationship comes down to, you know, the de- dedicated staff we provide, so the, the cybersecurity manager. They'll be holding the weekly uh, SECUPS meetings, and outside of looking at those and open tickets, so we'll be looking at, you know, top trending traffic, top ports used, all the all the stuff going on in the network. And then through that, you know on our weekly discussions we can actually communicate and, and say this this might not look right or do we need to further amend the use cases and detection rules and then on a weekly basis we're, we're then able to show the, the service go Um and it could be about a client comes to us and say actually um, I only want automated containment within these hours so we're not dictating you have to have containment you know it's, it's we're working in partnership and we're listening to what the client wants as well
0: absolutely absolutely I think one thing that i'm 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 quite keen to to understand as well is you, you've mentioned a, a number of different things mm. um but in terms of mdr solutions a, a, across the board what 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 additionals um outside of you know the conversations around sim and and, and and xdr um so when we're when we're talking about mdr well, what sort of additional services um sort of fall as 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 part and parcel of that what what additional things can, can we use as, as part of that conversation? I think, you know, I've come across things like virtual CISO, um, managed firewalls, but re- really keen to understand sort of your, your viewpoint in terms of what that then could also include.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, we we've discussed uh, you know managed detection and response for events. Um, it might be that we have clients with it with critical infrastructure where they're in the financial sector and they're they're processing payments so they might need they might need more visibility than just events right they might need um deep packet inspection right. and that's where we we'll look at manage network detection and response and the network detection and response it, all all it is is you're you're looking at the the network flow so you will span a port and then that traffic going through that um we'll do deep packet inspection to help us gain more visibility into what's going on within the environment so so we've got managed detection and response from a scene perspective, managed network and detection and response from the, the network's perspective. Um, and then we've got the additional modules of that for both. So the user behavior analytics, for risky movement, the threat and risk intelligence service. So that might be if they require um, brand protection or you know if they if they want uh, uh, C-level executives uh, monitor for credential exposure. So we can provide that for a company specifically to them, and um, and that's where we sit with managed defense. So we put that all under managed defense, and then we move round to managed risk, and that's where we got services like vulnerability management, your penetration testing, your red team assessment, and then you know pro- providing you know those maturity assessments as well. So where where do we where does a company sit on a maturity level? Let's do a firewall audit. Let's see how hardened these controls are and what recommendations we can bring to you. So that's more from you know, the managed defense and managed risk. And then from a managed security aspect, we're very vendor agnostic. So you mentioned managed firewall, but the, the, the reality is we have clients outside of managed firewall. We have clients with managed CyberArk, managed NAC, Forescout, uh, managed email gateway, managed web application firewall, and that spans I would say, you know, there's, there's a fine line there between network devices and cybersecurity tools. There's a bit of an overlap, but we, we can do any device management and it goes beyond device management. So if I talk about managed firewall. Anyone can say to you, yes, I can manage your firewall. We can do change management, but you have to take it beyond that. If you're managing, a, uh, you know, say a client's firewall, take it beyond that. We're going to do audit reviews. We're going to at policies against compliance. And um, but before we even touch your firewall, um, let's do a segmentation review. Let's see how your firewall sits in the network. What's you know, what's happening beyond the switch, where you've got VLANs involved, where you've got spanning tree involved on the network side. Let's see how that segmentation comes together. And we'll provide you with that initial report and say these are the recommendations you should take.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think as a as a service, um, mm-hmm. we can we can definitely see the value in in understanding. Sort of ROI, and it does take things a step further than just simply just having something managed. I think yes. um, understanding the visibility, the reporting aspects of of, of the service as well, um, and we all under- understand the value in regards to getting some of that time back as well. You know, allocating that time to to some more sort of um, business critical type objectives and projects um, is 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 a crucial thing because it's it's something that we're not able to to address on a on a frequent basis, right? Um, mm-hmm. and taking a bit a bit of that pain away. Um so that's that's been that's been that's been really, really interesting. Um so is 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 there any other other things around sort of MDR that you, you wanted to touch on? I know we've spoken about all the different assessments, um, the different aspects in regards to breakdown in, in terms of what's underneath the hood. Mm-hmm. Um from from a, from what, what are what are the types of things that you're seeing, what are the types of conversations you're having um with with people across the market? Or, in terms of pain points and and things like that, what 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 are the things that people should be looking out for? Yeah, a,
1: lot, a lot of the pain points we're seeing, is, you know, we're speaking to a variety of clients clients that have set up their own scene, clients that have existing managed scene, um, and the issue is near enough the same. One is one is the logic that goes into the scene. There's not the correct logic to be to have those alerts in the first place. The second is then you know the triage and response stuff. It stuffs getting missed. So. We you speak to customers all the time where they've done an internal pen test, um, and it has they haven't been notified from the from the um, managed service provider until the following day. So, it's the the correlation logic you bring to the scene, um, and that's one thing I, I talk about Security HQ is we bring to you the use cases, and then anything extra custom to your environment, we then create that. It, it whether it's custom use case, custom parser for log onboarding this service is heavily tailored and
0: it's not an out of the box solution got you got you lovely um many thanks asad um Thank it's been it's been a really really interesting conversation today um i'm hoping the people that listen and really really uh get take a lot of away and and, and it's food for thought in regards to the art of the possible um, it may answer some questions in regards to some of the conversations that that we have on our on a regular basis um and yeah if 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 anybody wants to have any extra information feel free to to reach out many thanks
1: thank you take care thank you for listening to this podcast we hope you enjoyed it we have lots more exciting conversations happening in our other podcasts make sure you check them out on spotify and google podcasts and follow us for more